The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at buffalorumblings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network. Quick reminder, as always, you can send in your questions at 716-508-0405. For future episodes, you can tweet us at rumblingsq&a, email buffalorumblings at spnation.com. Facebook and Instagram messages will get to me as well using the official Buffalo Rumblings accounts. Now that we've got all of that out of the way, the 2021 NFL Draft is next week. Seems like only yesterday we were talking about free agency, and the day before that we were talking about the AFC Championship game, but here we are in the middle to end of April getting ready for the NFL Draft. The Buffalo Bills don't pick till 30, and that's the latest the Bills have ever picked in the first round by design or like by their record. Uh, Even when the Bills were going to the Super Bowl, there weren't uh, 32 NFL teams, and so they've never picked this late before. And uh, we've been talking about it over at buffalorumblings.com about how it just presents a different and unique challenge for us as Bills fans because, you know, when you're looking at the top 10 picks, you can narrow it down to like your 10 favorite, and they all have first-round grades, and they might not be worth like, I mean, you might be hoping that that top five draft prospect falls down to number 10, but there's also a chance, A, that you could trade up or that, you know, something happens. But now when you're looking at the top prospects in the draft and the Bills are picking 30th, like there's no hope that, say, a Kyle Pitts is going to fall to the Bills at number 30. And if he does, something really, really wrong has happened. So it, it just it presents you with a different caliber of player and a value proposition that we haven't really had before like is this guy worth a first round pick if all of your guys with first round grades say there's only 20 guys on your board with first round grades if you get to pick 30 and none of your first round guys are there anymore do you trade back uh into the you know upper second round to get the proper value for a pick or do you just take the best guy remaining on your board a lot of these kind of existential questions that we haven't talked about before over at buffalorumblings.com you know, how do we exist going forward in this kind of new sustained model as opposed to, you know, we are desperate for you know, top end talent. I mean, we still are desperate for top end talent, but when you're picking at 30, it's just a different conversation than when you're picking at three. 
And so um, it's been very interesting to navigate that because, you know, people get married to a prospect and then that guy starts moving his way up the board and now he's, you know, a lock to be a top 20 pick. Are you still convinced that the Bills should trade up, you know, spending their second round pick just to get one prospect instead of getting two guys? So it's it's been a really interesting conversation. The, the values have really come out and it's been... Like I said, interesting. It's been interesting to see where kind of different factions are forming. There's the running back group. There's, you know, the cornerback group. There's the defensive end group. There's the trade up group, the uh, the trade down group, and, and kind of folks are like you know carving out their own little existence. So, uh, it'll be very interesting to see where the Bills go. Uh, you, you know, Brandon Bean isn't going to make it boring. So, uh, let's get to your questions off the bat here. Uh, over in our email inbox. Joe asks us, normally at this time of year, Buffalo Rumleys would have compiled a list of pre-draft visits, and we would have known if the coaching staff went to a certain pro day or not. Are there any hints out there about where the team might be focusing, or is this a lot of guesswork? Well, as you might have suspected, the COVID-19 restrictions have really limited our understanding of who the Bills have talked to or who the Bills have visited with. They're not bringing in the 30 pre-draft visitors like we've had in the past where teams are able to get you know, players on a plane and bring them into Buffalo. They're doing Zoom meetings and there's just a lot less leakage uh, from a Zoom meeting than there is from you know, a guy coming to the facility. So that's a big part of it um, that we don't really know a lot. We we did publish a list a few days ago, but it's mostly reports from the Draft Network with a couple sprinkled in from Ryan Talbot at New York Upstate. Uh, and they're kind of all over the place. It's not one position group that they've been focusing on or one school that they've been focusing on. There's a bunch of running backs on here, but none of the top running backs that might go in the first round. There's wide receivers on here. There's cornerbacks. Um, Asante Samuel Jr. is on here. He's a guy that they could take in the first round. But for the most part, they're not first round uh, picks that are on this list. I mean, there's a kicker on here from Florida, Evan McPherson, that the Bills apparently met with. So, you know, I don't necessarily think they're going to take a kicker this year after the rookie season Tyler Bass had. Um, So it it really remains to be seen kind of where these pre-draft visits lead us. I will say that in the past, the Bills have used pre-draft visits, not just a way to get information on a player, but also that player's teammates. Say there's two guys they're looking at from the University of Georgia, just as an example. They might bring in both of them, uh, but they'll have them also talk about each other and how they are as teammates, how they are as leaders, and they can gain information on both prospects that way. Um, And maybe they weren't interested in one of them but really wanted intel on the other guy. So they'll bring in uh, those. They also, of course, were able to do you know, injury checks, and those have become more problematic. They did do part of those at the Scouting Combine facility in Indianapolis. They brought in some players to have some medical rechecks, but teams weren't there. Um, so the, the medical piece of kind of this offseason is a little bit more suspect which is gonna, of course, drive some players down the board, players with a chronic history of concussions or back issues, uh, to the players that the Bills might be looking at at the end of the first round, have those medical issues, and maybe they fall to Buffalo specifically because of those medical issues. So, of course, Buffalo is going to have to you know, burn up the phone lines trying to get as much information on those players as possible. 
can they feel comfortable drafting cornerback Caleb Farley or edge rusher Jalen Phillips? Can they feel confident in those guys' ability to stay on the field? That's a big question this year that they would have been handling you know, by bringing a guy into the facility and performing their own medical check, but they aren't going to be able to do that this year. So, I mean, does that drive them off Buffalo's board? That's a, a good question, too. Um, not just other teams, but also the Bills. So that's kind of what the pre-draft process was about. It was about gathering those one-on-one conversations with players, doing medical rechecks. That, that's how the Bills have used pre-draft visits in the past that they won't necessarily be able to do this year, at least the medical part. They still will be able to interview guys about their teammates and all that. But the list that we publish, and I'll link to it in the show notes, is you know certainly not extensive. There's a lot fewer leaks. You know, We used to get prospects sharing pictures of Niagara Falls or checking in on Instagram to Buffalo, New York, or, or Orchard Park, New York, and that would give us you know, more information about them. Plus, you know, with the Bills are picking 30, it's not necessarily to the benefit of a lot of these players to be sharing that information when they want to go in the upper part of the first round and say, hey, this team is interested in me at pick you know, 10 or 12 or 15. You know, it, Saying a team at 30 is interested in you isn't as, as potent and powerful as teams in the upper half of the first round when you want teams to trade up to get you so you can get that uh, higher draft position. So Lots of of stuff at play in this pre-draft visitor process. And, of course, we'll keep up to date with all of it over at buffalorumblings.com. We're going to take a quick break and then come back and talk about needs beyond the top ones that the Buffalo Bills have in 2021. So don't go anywhere. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Welcome back. As we continue into draft week, I wanted to make sure that you were following us at all the pertinent places. Of course, over on Twitter, at Buff Rumblings and at Rumblings Q&A are the two Twitter handles you should be following. My personal handle is at Matt Rich Warren. You can follow us on Facebook, buffalorumblings.com over there. You can follow us on Instagram at Buffalo Rumblings. Also on YouTube, search for Buffalo Rumblings and find us. We're going to be doing a bunch of live shows over there over the next couple weeks, including on draft night. Uh, We'll have live draft reaction podcasts as well in your podcast feed. So make sure you refresh those when you uh, wake up on Friday morning. 
we will definitely have you covered with wall-to-wall action. Next week, I'll share the Buffalo Rumblings pick in the SB Nation writer's mock draft that's underway right now. They're about halfway through the first round. We pick at pick 30. We're not allowed to trade up. We're not allowed to trade back. Uh, We did make some of those hypothetical offers to teams outside of the SB Nation writer's mock, so we'll have some articles, and I'll talk about that next week on the podcast, so it won't be that traditional Q&A format uh, because we'll be talking about the SB Nation writer's mocked draft. I wanted to take a few minutes at the end of the pod today to talk about the team's needs beyond what I consider their top two needs uh, that they could go in the first round. Uh, Defensive end and cornerback, I think, are their top two needs, and I would prefer to see the Bills address both of those positions in the first two rounds. There's a bunch of prospects that are going to be there in that 25 to 60 range, somewhere in there, that are incomplete players, but the Bills can can take and develop very, very quickly. Um, you know, when you have a guy like Levi Wallace, when you have um, Mario Addison and Jerry Hughes, and you have guys in place that can play those positions, it's okay to draft a guy with some warts to you know coach up to take over for those guys moving forward and especially if you take a cornerback in the first two rounds that guy might end up being your opening day starter over Levi Wallace too because Levi Wallace is limited physically even though he is a heady player so um, beyond those two I've got a couple different position groups that I want to focus on today and I want you to focus on as we head into the 2021 NFL draft. The first one of those is one tech defensive tackle, Big Ugly, a guy to replace Star Latulale whenever that happens. Uh, Star Latulale was away from football for a year. Uh, he has one year of guaranteed money left on his deal, so he's not going anywhere in 2021. But um, Harrison Phillips is going to be a free agent a year from now. Latulale might be cut a year from now. So the Bills having a succession plan in place to bring a guy along at one tech defensive tackle is something I think is really important. We saw how they missed it last year when Latulale was out. You know, they really had to scramble. Um, moving at Oliver over to play one tech out of position, you know, just not being able to eat blockers at the line was a big problem for them. So I want them to invest a draft pick in a one-tech defensive tackle. I don't know where in the draft that they're going to find that marriage of talent and uh, draft value, but we put together a list over at buffalorumblings.com, and I'll link to that in the show notes for some one-tech defensive tackle prospects, and I would really like the Bills to address that. It was my number four draft need when I did my list uh, last or earlier this month, excuse me, uh, talking about what the Bills needed to address in the draft. It was edge defender, then cornerback, the position I'm about to talk about, and then one tech defensive tackle. Uh, The other position I wanted to talk about was another big, ugly position, the interior offensive line. The Buffalo Bills have Ike Bucker back on a one-year deal. They've got Mitch Morse, who some people think that the Bills don't like very much. He's only got one year of guaranteed money left on his deal. John Feliciano, who just resigned, only has one year of guaranteed money on his contract, and it wasn't as big as most people were expecting. They have Cody Ford, who hasn't really earned anything at the NFL level. Is he going to be able to take that next step as the team's left guard of the future? So there are so many questions at that interior offensive line spot. If they could draft 
a guard who could potentially be their starting center down the line, kind of like what they did with Eric Wood when they drafted him. Uh, they placed him at right guard uh, next to Jeff Hangartner, so he was able to learn the line calls and learn all about that from the veteran before sliding over in his second year. I mean, that's something that I could really be on board with for the Buffalo Bills. Uh, we do have uh, lists, again, of centers and guards that the Bills could be targeting. Uh, we... I'll post those in the show notes as well. But that kind of interior offensive line, while we have a lot of players back from last year, we can certainly look to upgrade at those positions, if not for 2021, then for 2022. So if you draft a guy in the second or third round to maybe pencil in at that left guard spot that could potentially move to center a year from now, um, I think you have a really nice look you know, long term or, or just draft a guard that could be your you know, swing guard, your top backup offensive lineman in 2021 and then take over in a starting spot in 2022. Um, almost like what they you know, should have done maybe with Wyatt Teller a few years ago. They drafted a guy in the fifth round. He developed into a really, really strong offensive lineman. It just didn't happen to end up with the Bills because they traded him when they weren't sure they were going to be able to find a place for him on the roster. So drafting and developing alignment would be a really nice way to use one of those late round picks on a guy that could potentially make the roster and potentially make an impact down the line. So I, I think especially that one tech defensive tackle isn't being talked about enough as a need for the Buffalo Bills, but also that interior offensive line. People think we re-signed all the guys from last year, so we should be all set at that position. Whereas I am looking ahead a year and seeing, well, first of all, we could improve in 2021, but we also have a potential need in 2022. So draft and develop. That's how you sustain success by not having to plug holes every single year in free agency and with your top pick or top two picks in the NFL draft. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Make sure you keep it locked on to buffalorumblings.com and the Buffalo Rumblings Podcast Network for all of your NFL draft talk and your NFL draft needs. As always, you can call into our show at 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at rumblingsqnA. You can send us Facebook messages or Instagram messages at the official Buffalo Rumblings account. There's lots of ways to get in touch with our show. Buffalo rumblings at SBNation.com is our email address. Um, and that's where Joe sent in his question in the first half of the show. Uh, please, please, please reach out to us with your questions for future episodes. I'm sure you're going to have a lot by the end of April and the beginning of May as the Bills make their selections in the 2021 NFL Draft. Go Bills! Thank you.